something to show you, Lorraine. Excited already. Who is this? Oh, my God, it's Madonna recording <laughs> Holiday in Spain. How gorgeous and young is that lady? Is it you, Trish? <laughs> it is. And can you guess where I am and when it was? That was Brighton Beach for your yes. university. How exciting. Yes. I'm going to say that was probably 1986, 1987. Wow. With my quiff, my university quiff. I can see what Neil fell for there. <laughs> and the reason that is relevant is yes. because... Well, we're going to uh, welcome you all to a bonus episode of the podcast. And this is a university special episode of Postcards from Midlife, sponsored by John Lewis and Partners and Samsung, your perfect study partners. <laughs> Welcome to Postcards from Midlife. I'm Lorraine Candy. And I'm Trish Halpin. If you're living in a hormonal hothouse, feeling a bit overwhelmed and in need of some positive, uplifting and comforting guidance on how to lead a more magnificent midlife, then this is the show for you. We chat to celebrities and experts on all things midlife, from menopause and perimenopause to parenting teens, via fashion, beauty, wellness, nutrition, fitness careers, relationships, caring for elderly relatives and your finances. Yes, we are experts and famous guests all the questions you need answered to have a happier, healthier and more harmonious second act. Now, Trish, uh, note I said university special, not university challenge. So don't go all Jeremy Paxman on me because I know you love a quiz and you get really competitive, don't you? Yes, I do. And actually, can I just say Amal Rajan these days? No more. No more, Jeremy. Now, these days. Well, I never watch university <laughs> challenge. I hate a quiz, as you know. But don't worry. I'll definitely be leaving that one to the students. But we know so many of our lovely listeners will have children heading to university for the first time or maybe going back for their second or third years, or maybe you, lovely listeners, are going yourself. But it's always such a big and exciting step. And to help you get ready, we've joined forces with John Lewis and Samsung to share experiences and advice, as well as offer top tips on the best tech for work and play. Tech like the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6 Lite tablet, the S23 smartphone, the Galaxy Watch 4, and the Buds 2 Pro wireless earbuds. Yes. Um, the range works as one ecosystem and is designed so that the devices seamlessly cooperate with one another, whether that's using a Samsung tablet as your second screen, quickly sharing files with the press of a button or picking up calls on the go. You can do all of this on whichever device you're working on. So whether you're a student yourself or have some kids making their way through university right now, John Lewis and Partners and Samsung are here for your university needs. Imagine if we'd had that in our day, Trish. We'd both be brain surgeons now, wouldn't we? Maybe astronauts, I'd yes. like to think. Anywho, <laughs> so while John Lewis is the one-stop shop for university essentials, you and I, Lorraine, are a one-stop shop for parents of students because we have been there and done that. And we're actually both in the midst of sorting getting our own kids ready mm. to go to university right now. We've got one starting their first year two going into their second year and one heading into her last year. I mean, it's all going on. So we'll be sharing some of our own advice about getting ready to go, supporting them while they are there and the emotional side too. And it's all about empty nest, isn't it? Which I found I struggled with, as you know, Trish. Mm. Um, and that is a lot to take on everybody, but you will survive. We promise. 
Um, now, I think we need a drum roll for a very special thing that's happening on Postcards from Midlife First. <laughs> we have invited two of our many offspring to join us to talk about their experiences at university. This makes me nervous, Trish. <laughs> yes, brace yourselves, listeners, because the Postcards teenagers will be in the house shortly. <laughs> But before that, we're going to share some of the university chat that's been going on on our private Facebook group. Yes, and I want to find out a little bit more about your university days too, Trish, having seen that rather glamorous picture. It was obviously back in the dark ages, a long, long time <laughs> ago. But... 1980s, yes. <laughs> but regular listeners will know that you took me on a little tour earlier this summer of your favourite haunts from your uni days in Brighton. Uh, We recorded a little bit of a podcast there, didn't we? And we saw bars and nightclubs. I was a bit jealous because uh, obviously I didn't go to university because I left school at 16. (laughs) Anyway, talking about you, because I know you do like a little chat about you. What do you remember when you left home from London and went all the way down there to start uni life? I still remember that Sunday evening. I packed up my little Renault 5 in Harrow and... um, and I remember my mum sort of waving me off and giving me a hug and kissing me and actually crying. And I don't think I'd ever seen my mum cry before. So it's quite an emotional moment. Um, anyway, I arrived in Brighton. I wasn't the, I just didn't want to do halls. It was really weird. Halls wasn't necessarily the thing that everybody did back in those days. And I was renting a room in a flat with this woman, which was fine and, until I met Neil and it all got a bit party yeah. <laughs> time. I should imagine, yes. He's a loud man, Neil. <laughs> He's a loud man, but I, I really enjoyed my degree. Um, I did combined studies in humanities, studied a lot of English and philosophy and media, which was so interesting. And I think the main thing about it was it just widened my horizons enormously in terms of the kind of people I met, mm. their backgrounds. Because I think I came from quite a sort of sheltered, you know, close-knit Irish North London community. And this was just like all these other people, which was just brilliant. It's all about leaving home, isn't it? It's mm. about that final, the final bit of the, the childhood thing and then doing doing what you really want to do or trying to find out what you might want to do. Mm. Do you think your degree made a real difference to your life? Oh, my God. Well, it, I suppose it totally shaped my life in the sense that I met Neil West. <laughs> So our lives have kind of, you know, unraveled or, you know, moved on from that. But um, actually, I was going through, you know, I found that little photo to show you. And I was going through some photos, old uni photos this morning. And, oh, my God, we had the best time. It was just so much fun and so liberating and so grown up. Um, The degree itself, as I said, really enjoyed doing it. I got to read like books you know, Midnight Children by Salman Rushdie. Never heard of Salman Rushdie. Did my dissertation on Joe Orton, which was really interesting. Bit disappointed with my result, though. I got a Desmond. You know what a Desmond is? Tutu. A Desmond tutu. tutu. Yes. And I feel like I worked really hard and I got a tutu. And some of the lads on my course did nothing. And they got tutu. Anyway, it was a bit disappointing. I left without a clue of what I wanted to do. But it kind of didn't matter because I was sort of on a roll. I was on my way. And then just one job led to the other. And and then publishing, there I was. It was amazing. Well, I don't think I I don't think I lost out by not having a degree because I went straight into a journalism Mm. training scheme. But I think the leaving home was the major part of it for me. It was that meeting new people. I went I came from Cornwall to London, so um West London. So it was quite quite a leap for me Mm. to do that. What do you think is the biggest difference now for teens? Well, I think there's there's some real positives, but obviously a couple of negatives. They have to pay for it. 
that's a big uh, negative and they'll be paying for it for, for quite a long exactly. time. Obviously, I didn't have to pay anything for my um, student fees, so no debt there. I think they get much more support and interest from their family, or certainly my kids do. You know, my parents didn't know anything about universities, so couldn't help me with any choices or any work, whereas obviously my kids uh, can and your kids can do that. And also, I think I'm, I try and think about how on earth did I research anything without any technology? <laughs> Without the internet, without... without the internet and all that amazing technology and the kind of system that those Samsung, the Samsung system that kids can access now is just quite amazing that you can have technology at your fingertips. So no excuse for not studying and getting those uh, essays in on time, <laughs> I would say. And calling us. No excuse for not calling us. I have one who went to Bath and one who went to Glasgow. And I have to say Bath didn't feel too bad because it's only an hour and a half away. And I thought, well, if she doesn't call, I'll be able to get on the train and see her. But seven hours drive, eight oh, hours drive, no. that felt like, a, you know, we, the, the godsend was the tech really so that we could stay in touch yeah. uh, with her. There's been quite a lot of chat on the Facebook group, our Postcards from Midlife Facebook group about uh, A-level results day, because that's the one step before the next step, isn't it? Before they find out where they're going, how it's yes. going to be. It's been a little bit tense. Uh, I've been through it twice now. Um, we had a lovely post from um, Candice, which resonated with me in particular. She put up a picture of her with her daughter, Lily, and she said, A-level results are in. And you can tell Lily's happy because she's let me hug her. <laughs> Teenagers infamously won't let you hug them. No, exactly. I hope all your children get what they wanted from their results, she wrote. And if they didn't, I hope the worry has subsided a little. I left school with few GCSEs. I'm hearing you there. I'm hearing you, Candice. Mm-hmm. And I was told I couldn't stay for A-levels and that I'd never make it to uni. They actually told me I wasn't clever enough. Today, I have two degrees and two businesses. Exams don't define who you become. Well, well done, I say, for making that point, Candice. It hasn't really defined me, having absolutely no qualifications no. at all. But I am really glad my kids have gone to uni. They're actually the first children in my family to go to university. That's so amazing. it's been quite exciting for us. Yeah. And Amanda also had words of encouragement for anyone whose kids didn't get the results they wanted. Um, she says... We've had mixed results days with our four. And in fact, the one who didn't do as well as expected is now the most successful and had the best time at a completely different university. However, on the day, it was just awful to see him so upset. And it is etched on my memories to sending love to anyone supporting their kids with something similar. So it's all about this. There's no ends here, is it? It's all beginnings and opportunities to make what you will and make what they will of the situation they find themselves. In. Well, this this point of the year is this the beginning of the next stage of our parenting journey, mm. isn't it? You're helping them get set for university. It's quite a practical challenge. You know, you've got to ensure they've got their accommodation. They've sorted out their loans um, and they know know where they're going and what they're doing but it's also emotional too lovely Kay on our Facebook group posted the brilliant Pam Ayres poem a September song which I quote I mean I wrote about it in my book I quote it quite Mm. a lot (laughs) only read it if you're feeling emotionally strong but I'm going to give you a little taster here I'm not going to do a Pam Ayres accent because I think she's Devonian and I'm Cornish and it will will go off all in a different place (laughs) anyway that it starts he is off to university all is now in place there is fear anticipation and excitement on his face an overstuffed, enormous bag, a rucksack in the hall, and a ghastly leaden feeling like the ending of it all. Very sad. The bittersweet, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. She sums it up so well, old Pam, but those feelings of pride at them heading out into the world. But what comes with that, of course, is the heartache of being left behind as yes. parents. Um, I found this post reassuring from Muriel. 
who um, posted on this thread about her daughter. And she says about the poem, this was me last year. My daughter is my only one and we are very close. It was really hard, but we both agreed the build-up was worse than the reality. They still come back they lots. Do. Oh, um, she's going back to uni on Monday for pre-season training. So I'm getting ready for the empty nest again after a fabulous summer together. Well said, Muriel. But Lorraine, what would you say has helped you with the empty nest? And also, what are the things to look out for, do you think, for parents in that first term? I think the main thing, and I say this to everybody, is do not panic. It can feel incredibly scary having them out of your sight, especially when they turn off Find My Friend on their (laughs) phones, on their Samsung phones. I can think, where the hell are they? They've turned it off. What's the reason? But you just have to silence your mind around that because this is um, I was given a really good uh, analogy of a rope you are holding one end of the rope Mm. and your child is thrashing around on the other doing all all sorts of things being independent going off making mistakes failing getting themselves into all sorts of trouble your job is to hold the rope that that's Mm. that's all you need to do so also be guided by them whatever they want to do I had visions of coming into her halls and meeting everybody. And she said, no, you dropped me here and I'm going in and sorting out myself. I wanted to help her set up a room. She said, no, this is my room. I'm going to do it myself. So all of those things, be guided with them. Maybe agree in advance how often they'll contact you. I think that's worth saying. I need at least one call a week or I need every day, whatever feels right. And then work out between you. We also put what I call other mothers or other parents around them, people they could contact if they did something they didn't want to tell us about. If they needed help, you know, godmothers, you know, slightly younger friends, all all of that. That was really mm-hmm. helpful. And also to know that they really change. So you may label them at home as not independent, as needing a lot of support, of being chaotic or, you know, taking risky things. But sometimes when they go to university, they are totally different personalities. So drop mm. the labels around them. And I would point everyone to the What I Wish I Knew About University Facebook group, which is just parents at this particular time of the year posting all their advice so people who've been through it going through also their students on there as well so that's really helpful you had a double hit Trish didn't you because both your twins went I did indeed I had a big old blub after each (laughs) them off at their halls last September and it did feel really lonely at home with just me Neil the dog and Margot the cat of course evil Margot evil Margot But actually, it didn't last long because our son Kit came back in December and decided he'd chosen the wrong city to do his degree in. Um, He'd also wanted to do a gap year. And I have to say, we talked him out of it, which was a bit of a big, big old mistake, I think. I I wish we hadn't done that, especially as he had to keep paying for the halls. So even though he wasn't there because of the contract you signed, so you need to kind of have a look at those kind of details yes. in, in Hall's contracts. And anyway, it all worked out. He traveled around Asia and Europe. He worked, he, you know, all of that kind of thing. And now he's heading to Bristol in a week's time to start his degree again. So it was absolutely the right decision for him. Yeah, we're all on a learning curve. I think that's the other thing to know as parents. You can't do it wrong just as long as you're there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a learning yes. curve. You might make mistakes. Enjoy it, I think I would also say, because mm. that's that's the main thing, isn't it? So that's our take on uh, the university experience as parents. And next, we will be hearing from some actual uni students, uni students we love very much, um, our very own daughters, Skye, who's 21, and Esme, who's what, 19 now? 19, yes, exactly. (laughs) 
Now it's time for a quick commercial message from our sponsors, John Lewis and Partners and Samsung. Now, Lorraine, I know you have said this wasn't going to be like University Challenge, but I do like a quiz. Yes. So I've prepped one for you. Are you game? Well, I don't really have a choice, do I? But I am game for everything always, as you know. Yes, you have to do what I say. Well, that's great because I've got a list here of Samsung products. And let me tell you, it's a treasure trove of tech goodies. So I'll tell you the name of a product and you let me know how you Mm. think it could come in handy for a student. You ready? Fire away, fire away. Okay, first up is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6 Lite Tablet which allows you to run three apps all at once on the same screen for easy multitasking. Well, that's exciting, isn't it? Does it mean that they could land the Mars rover on the moon? (laughs) Is that what they would do? Or maybe they could use it for study on the go or seamlessly managing note-taking during lectures throughout the day. That's very good, isn't it? Yeah, good answer like that. Next up in the series is the Samsung Galaxy S23 smartphone with a 50 megapixel camera and a three times optical zoom. Wow. Maybe I need that at home because then I can see what they're doing at university. (laughs) Maybe they could call home more often. I like the sound of that. That's about uh, keeping connected, isn't it? Yes, right again. And what about the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 with its 40 hour battery life? God, I wish I had a 40 hour battery. (laughs) Mine's about an hour and a half. Um, well, long-lasting battery life means that you can use apps on the go, including, I mean, God, they love this, music streaming yeah. apps, or they can simply use the watch to get to lectures on time, because I know yes. that's an issue with one of mine. And finally, how about the sleek Samsung Galaxy Buds 2 Pro, which are compact in size for portability, but still with exceptional in-ear high-quality sound? Oh, well, we like that, don't they? Because they are addicted to those earbuds, aren't they? Listening to everything. Mm. Possibly the uh, exceptional sound quality could be used during their downtime, um, which is music streaming yes. and all yes. that watching of the lovely things on telly. Exactly. Unplugging for lectures and then plugging back in exactly. all of the rest of the time. Well, excellent answers. I declare you the winner of our postcards from Midlife University Quiz and your certificate is in the post. Thank you, madam. If you'd like to find out more about the Samsung Galaxy range and how the products work together as one convenient ecosystem, visit John Lewis Shops, the John Lewis app, or head online to johnlewis.com, where you can enjoy interest-free credit on selected Samsung Galaxy lines. Terms and conditions apply. Credit is exclusively offered by Creation Consumer Finance Limited, and John Lewis is the credit broker. Credit is subject to status and for over-18s only. The time has come to welcome two very special guests, postcards from midlife, our daughters Sky and Esme. Welcome, my lovely young ladies. Are you all set, ready to go back to uni this month? Yeah, definitely. I've been on placement for this year and doing an internship over the summer. So I'm really excited to get back to sort of uni life, seeing all my friends, going back to studying. I'm going back to Bath. Uh, so I'll be studying mechanical and electrical engineering. So it'll still be a lot of work, but hopefully fun. What about you, Esme? Yes, really looking forward to it. Me and mum moved my things up to the new house in Oxford where I'm studying sociology and criminology. So very, very excited. But Sky, so as you said, you're heading into your last year. So you've had quite the full experience of university. What 
have you loved the most about being at university? And what would you say have been some of the biggest challenges? So what I've loved the most has definitely sort of been the chance to explore a new city and live away from home, meeting new people. I've enjoyed like having a lot of responsibility, which sounds a bit counterintuitive for a teenager, but I actually really enjoyed having a lot of independence and responsibilities. And then some of the challenges that I've found, I think very unique to me because I joined in lockdown. So I think mm. the big challenge of that was making new friends, meeting new people and not being able to go out and stuff was really hard. And my course itself is really difficult. So the amount of work I was doing was quite quite intense. But yeah, other than that, I've, I've really enjoyed that. And Esme, what advice have you got for people starting in their first year? So they'll be living in halls and kind of, it's, it's adapting to a new way of learning, isn't it? Yes, it's very, very different. And I would just say that, you know, your halls, they're not always going to be clean and it's something you're just going to have to kind of <laughs> put up with at times. You know, your flatmates might be a little bit annoying or keep you up, but it's all part of the fun and you'll be doing that at some point or another. And I'd say with the learning, obviously, like you said, it is very different. But take advantage of your lecturers, your seminar leaders, your tutors. They're there to help you and they have a lot of advice to give. So don't be shy and just go and ask. The one thing I missed out on that I really miss missing out on because I didn't go to university is Freshers Week. Esme, what, what happens at Freshers Week? Can you can you tell us how worried I should be as a parent when the next one goes? <laughs> I would say don't be worried. I mean, maybe stock up on a bit of day nurse for Freshers Blue because you're going out so much, you get a bit <laughs> run down. But, you know, it's very manageable. But I would say, I'd say don't worry. You know, everyone's there to have fun, blow off a bit of steam, get to know each other. And it's the most amazing week. There's always people around to help you if something did happen on a night out, whether that's like a bouncer at the club or someone that's working at a pub, even other uni students. Everyone just wants to have a good time. No one wants to see anyone have a bad night. I would say it's quite a safe and enjoyable environment. What about the whole making friends thing? Because that, that was the bit that I found really hard and probably the bit I worried about the most. Um, Sky, you've already mentioned that it was difficult for you in COVID, but have you made some really good friends? Yeah, definitely. I've made some really, really good friends. I see them outside of uni now. I think the thing about COVID is I didn't make a lot of friends, but I did make a few really good close friends and like, I see them a lot. We go on holidays. So that has been really, really nice, even though that's not a massive group. It's still nice to just have a few close ones. I think there is this sort of this feeling probably comes from social media that you should be in some massive group and you're all getting ready together and you're doing this and that and the other. But it doesn't always work out like that, does it, Esme? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's important to remember the first friends you make at uni are not going to be the last friends you make there. Because it is, it's an intimidating thing. I mean, I think I'm quite outgoing and, you know, I can do that sort of thing. But for some people, it's not the same. And I would just say, go and join societies, talk to people on your course, because everyone's in the same boat. They're all looking to have fun. They're all looking to make friends. So just be a bit confident, put yourself out there, because it's a time that you can completely reinvent yourself, completely be a new person. So make the most of it. Now, Sky, have you got any do's and don'ts for parents who are listening I mean things that you appreciate mum and dad helping you with and uh, what would you rather they just butted out of yeah I would say I really appreciated mum and dad helping with things that you don't really think about before you sort of get to uni so stuff like bedding things you need for your room you're going to want decorations on the wall things like that I really appreciate sort of stuff that you think of after you've done the whole where am I going to go what am I going to study and conversations about financial support they're really happy to have those with me I think it's difficult for some people but 
you know, it is needed. The student loan is not endless. So definitely an important conversation to have. I think things that they should have parted out of a bit more was probably subjective things. You know, where are you going to go? What course are you going to study? What accommodation are you going to pick? Stuff like that, because ultimately it's not your decision. You're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to have fun. You're going to be a bit resentful about, oh, I didn't want to actually pick this or I've just been pushed into this decision. As long as parents are there to support but not decide, then all is well. But yeah, just make sure it's their decision and not no one else's. Anything annoy you about the old parent <laughs> interference there, Esme? Well, I would say maybe calling me at 8am can get a little bit irritating. But um, <laughs> it's you care, so I appreciate that. But um, I would just say, yeah, like Sky said, with financial support and things like that. And also just knowing they are only a phone call away is always quite nice. You know, when your assignments get a bit stressful, it is it is comforting. Now, Sky, you're going back into uni after a year on a placement as part of your course. How does that feel? Does it feel like, oh, my God, it was such a long time ago? Or does it feel like a really good thing to do having a year out during the course? Yeah, so it feels actually really relieving. It's definitely the right decision. And I would 100% recommend it to everyone. I think having that year in industry, I feel so much more relaxed going back to uni now. I feel like there's not as much pressure on me to do you know, get the top, top marks, get 100% in everything. And seeing sort of who you're around when you're actually at a job, everyone's on the same level once they've left uni. It's just about getting that experience. So sort of coming back, it's it's really helped me relax, not put any pressure on myself, just try and enjoy my last year of uni really and enjoy the experience of being a student. And it's really helped me narrow down what I actually want to study because I was a bit, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I did this and I was like, yeah, actually, I definitely do want to study this. And for some people, they've done it and been like, actually, I really don't want to study this. Mm-hmm. And they've sort of gone off in a different way. So I think it's, yeah, I would definitely recommend that if your course gives you the option to go and spend the year in industry for sure. And Esme, you're going to be moving into your first home uh, outside of halls, aren't you? What are you looking forward to about that? I think having a bit more space and living with your friends is always going to be, you know, very exciting and very fun. I think maybe making the house a bit more sort of your own, you have more control over what you can do with your room, whether that's putting up posters and and whatever else because some halls are going to have stricter rules on that than others I think it will also be a really good learning curve seeing how you set up bills and wi-fi problems or whatever else there is um I think it will be a good teaching point as well well that's very exciting to know well we I I just want to say on behalf of my co-host and I we're very very (laughs) proud of you (laughs) oh Um, we love you very much we miss you so um thank you Sky and Esme for coming on our podcast um, so you can go and do, well, I don't know, you can go back to TikTok, you can go and watch some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Sky if you want to now, or Back to Bed, anything like that. If you'd like to get in touch with Lorraine and I, there are plenty of ways that you can do it. Why not send us an email at hello at postcardsfrommidlife.com or direct message us at Postcards from Midlife on Instagram. We always enjoy hearing from you, our lovely listeners, and we'll respond to as many of your queries as we can. And you can also join us on our private Facebook group, which is a forum for women to discuss the issues that affect us as we navigate this midlife. All you have to do to join is answer three of young Trisha's questions to gain access to the group, where you'll find information and friendly support to help you make the most of your second act. Shall we have a little nostalgia noodle now? From the 80s, my uni days and your moving to London days, I'm I'm calling it uh, stinky phone box syndrome. I think you'll know what I'm talking about. I can actually smell it. (laughs) 
you can recall it. It's hideous. I know it's hideous. It's that sort of actually often when you're out thinking, oh, my God, I've got a phone home. I haven't phoned home. I better phone home now. And you'd have to find a phone box. I was in London, those red phone boxes. You'd have to have the right coinage. Yes. And you'd have to have a nice conversation in the smelliest place on earth, wouldn't you? Yes, exactly, exactly. But the good thing was you could always pretend you'd run out of money, couldn't you, if, if they yeah. were going on too long? <laughs> so when the pips go, even though you've got a pocket full of 10p's, you go, oh, I haven't got any more 10p's, mum, sorry about that. Well, we are very lucky that as parents, our children have all the technology for this kind of thing, aren't we? And uh, we can stay close to them because... They love that, Trish, don't they? They love those 8am phone calls. Exactly, as we've just heard. So that brings us to the end of this special university episode of Postcards from Midlife. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. I hope you uh, find us helpful. And thank you to our sponsors, John Lewis and Partners and Samsung, your perfect study partners helping you get ready for university. And a quick reminder, we will be back with season 10 of the podcast on the 10th of September with lots of great celebrity guests lined up for you, as well as our usual helpings of expert midlife advice. And in the meantime, please do join in the chat, whether it's about university, empty nest or anything else on our private Facebook group. Goodbye. Goodbye.